This is Fast Bible Teacher, a brief daily nugget of fresh Bible goodness from me, Pastor Frank Delala of the Savior Community Church in Rockland County, New York. We talked a little bit last time about an element of time in praising God for who He will be in your future. We can confidently walk into the future knowing that God is supplying us with grace at all times. But here in Jude 24 and 25, the entire doxology has reference to time and how we should think about God. So we talked about future grace last time, but there's also a reminder to remember what God has done in the past as an indication of who he is in the present and who he will be in our future and for all of eternity. So we praise God for who he will be in our future. And by future, we mean like a second from now, a week from now, a year from now, eternity from now, but there's also a reminder to praise him for who he has already become in our past. So Jude verse 25, we've come to the last verse of Jude. We actually have more episodes on Jude, I believe, than there are verses in Jude. So I guess we were pretty thorough. Verse 25, Jude says, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. And amen. So, this praise that we're offering is to the only God, our Savior. Now, as soon as he calls God our Savior, we, we you know, if, if it weren't for the next phrase, I would think he was talking about Jesus Christ. But here he's talking about God the Father because he says, God is our Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So he's giving glory to Father and Son in this verse by remembering that God became our Savior through the work of his Son by sending his Son. While we would tend to usually refer to Jesus as the Savior, here he's, he's recognizing the Father's role in sending the Son who became our Savior through the work of Jesus Christ. So he's our Savior. Now, when we talk about him as Savior, that means we were captives and now we've been set free. It tells our story. You don't need a savior unless you are someone in need of saving. So he saved us from captivity. He saved us by bringing us from death to life through his life and through his resurrection. And so it's to God the Father who sent the Son. He says, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. So he says, glory, Schreiner writes, glory signifies the honor, resplendence, and beauty that is ascribed to God for his saving work. Uh, Glory can also mean weightiness, as if God were a heavyweight, as if he's someone that we should be impressed by and someone that we should be in awe of. And so when he says, to God be glory, the glory we're giving him is in direct relation to the things we just said about him. So we're giving him glory because he's the God who keeps from verse 24. We're giving him glory because he can get this sinner all the way to eternity to stand blameless before him, before the presence of his glory with a shout of exclamation and joy. So that's weightiness. That's presence. That's, that's a God who's worthy of honor if he's able to get this sinner all the way there. He can truly do miracles if he's able to do that. Then he says majesty. Majesty also speaks of a state of greatness, of preeminence, according to Bauer. In the New Testament, this term is only applied to God. 
Jesus has supplanted the authority of the empire and made God our only king, writes Peter Davids. By ascribing him dominion, we recognize that he exercises rule with great and powerful ability, according to Bauer. Next, we ascribe him authority. Not only does he have the power, but he has the authority. He has the right. The universe is rightly his to rule over. And then the last phrase of Jude, before all time and now and forever, amen. For show links and notes for my Sunday Sermon podcast and for the big show, A Frank Discussion with Jan Jacobs, go to fastbibleteacher.com.